And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. First, one show, one passage, expository teaching, and unique experience for all of us. Will it go good? I hope so. Will it be edifying? I hope so. Will it work? I hope so. Will it matter? Nope. This is the second go of it, so hopefully it will be a blessing. Next, we investigate the portion of Scripture where King David responds to God's promise through Nathan. David wanted to build a temple. Nathan said yes. God said no. But God was really nice about it. Is there something more profound in this portion that too many of us have read it and missed? You betcha. And finally, we will examine 12 different points of this on one text throughout the show. Some will be obvious, some are somewhat subtle, and the rest could be mind-blowing, life-changing insights that you've been looking for. That part is entirely up to the Holy Spirit. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. So, so much more. So much. And we're asking you, <laughs> what do you think? See, because there's, there's a lot more, you know. What do you think? You can reach out to us, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. Did I tell you I got my conference yesterday on the on the doctorate? They sent, sent me an official conference letter. That's nice, huh? Anyway, yeah, that's kind of cool. Really funny though, because they sent it to me and they 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 kind of messed up their own graphics. Which, of course, made me feel super good about it. Anyway, you can email me during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And then you can also call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You'll end up talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like somebody calling you saying, we pulled your card out of the bowl. You get the free lunch at our restaurant. That's pretty good. And then you will be... Here's my, here's my, uh, Chris asked if it was a good restaurant. Eh. (laughs) I'll Eh. take it. Yeah. Eh. (laughs) Could be worse. (laughs) 
That's all I'm going to say. Uh, look, at if you've got uh, something you want to share, a praise report, we want you to have that opportunity. If you have a prayer request, we want you to have that opportunity to share it. We'll pray for you right on the show. If you've got something that's going on, you just got a question about it, we'll do our best to answer. If we can't answer it, you know, I'll do the research, and then I'll come back to you and tell you what, what the best answer is. The reason that we'll do that is we're just going to do the best we can to be brothers and sisters together. It's kind of like an on-air Bible study, but you don't have to actually show up at our house, which is nice, because then we don't have to clean up for you. So it's kind of like a nice thing. And then we don't have to give you treats and all that other stuff. That's a good way to do it. Uh, bottom line, it's a fellowship. That's what we do is we fellowship, and we encourage you to participate, enjoy it, and be blessed by it. Here's your trivia question. Who prayed and restored life to a young girl with the instructions, Tabitha, okay, I always do this wrong, Tabitha, arise, sorry, Tabitha, arise. Actually, the Greek doesn't say that, but Tabitha, arise. Who said that? Who said that? If you think you know who restored the life of a little girl, resurrecting, baby. That's what we're talking. Uh, you can call the show 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. I will notify you or just let you know that there are some website updates coming. Remember I mentioned that my son is working on a new business uh, venture that has to do with websites. And so we're going to let him uh, play with our, the website we have and do some really cool things with it. And he's already done a kind of a mock-up. And it's pretty slick, I got to say. I mean, I, I did okay, but he does great. I don't have a problem saying that. I have a problem saying that to him. I just don't have a problem saying that to you guys. <laughs> Hey, I'm a dad. I know what's going on here. Okay. He gets to beat me. Never. Anyway, so <laughs> in case you're wondering how that works. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Who can blame them? All right, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Gary. How hey, are you doing today? I'm doing great, Gary. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at the first weekend. I'm really serious about this. The first weekend. In like three years where there is no – I've already done my show prep for next week. I've already done my homework. I have absolutely nothing to do but watch movies. <laughs> You're going to just watch movies? Well, I have a 3D TV that I've had for years, and I have a ton of 3D movies. And it's like one of my favorite things in the world is to watch these. And so we're going to watch the Genesis – the, the Genesis movie, uh, it's not uh, like a, a Hollywood movie. It's kind of like a, a documentary in regards to Genesis, and they did it in 3D. So we're going to watch that tonight. <laughs> I, feel like, I can't wait. It's like, oh, that would be so pop, cool. popcorn. Yeah, yeah see, see, now see Gary gets it. So here's what we do. We shut off all the lights, and we use popcorn, and we use candy that would be at a movie theater. And then, we, and then we shut off all the phones, and then we, it's like a movie night at our house. Well, I hope you have a good time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We, we should enjoy it. It's pretty. It's fun. All right, who prayed and restored the life of a young girl with the instructions, Tabitha, arise. Peter. Okay. Now, when this one this one took place, it was Peter who said it, and that is correct, sir. <laughs> okay. And so, what other one was really close to that? Do you remember? Do you remember which one was really close? I mean, Jesus did something very close to a little girl. Remember that? 
Well, he raised the little twelve-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, that's up. right. That's right. So I'm just saying, it's kind of a cool, like, hey, Peter knew what was going on. He'd seen it. <laughs> it's like I know how to do this. Let's get this done. All right. Yeah. Good job. Thank you, my brother. Excellent work. Okay. All right. And uh, God bless you. Thank you, brother. God bless you. All right. All right. One of our favorite people, right there. All right. So, what do we have? What am I doing? Uh, show. Okay. Well, let, let, let me pray real quickly, though. Let me do that, because I like doing that. I like praying at the beginning of things. I don't know, something about it. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. Uh, we thank you. We praise you. We look at this text, Lord. It's just, you know, we, we make that identity with King David. You had that written for us. He wrote that out of his heart to you. You've preserved that for us to see, to hear, to understand. And we get that, and it's just such a blessing. It is. And Lord, right now I'm praying for our audience. There are some people that are going through some really difficult relationship issues. That's just the big thing right now. And I know that that some of it is uh, is the flesh. Who doesn't know that? But some of it's the enemy. And we just ask you to to expose that and to limit the en- the en- enemy's capacity of creating destruction and stealing joy and hurting people. Even the enemy acknowledged there was a hedge about Job. Please put a hedge about these people who are going through this right now. We just pray for your grace into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, Uh, great job by Gary. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate that, bro. All right, here we go. So I want to pick this up. I'm just going to read it straight through. It's just the easiest way to do it. So follow along. This is 2 Samuel 7. This is starting with verse 17. So Nathan went back to David and told him everything the Lord had said. And then King David went in and sat before the Lord and prayed, Who am I, O sovereign Lord, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? And now, Sovereign Lord, in addition to everything else you speak of giving me a lasting dynasty, do you deal with everyone this way, O Sovereign Lord? What more can I say? You know what I'm really like, Sovereign Lord. Now, I want you to point out, I want to point out something, that David says Sovereign Lord in this prayer more than any other portion. It's just like boom, boom. It says it multiple, multiple times. And then he says this after he says, you know what I'm really like. For the sake of your promise and according to your will, you have done all these great things and have shown them to me. How great you are, O sovereign Lord. There is no one like you. One of the things that David acknowledges, especially from a theological point of view, though he's not thinking theology when he's writing, he's writing from his heart. So, I mean, we get to pull it out. We get to extrapolate it now, but it wasn't something that he was going, oh, it's a theological line. I'll write that here. He's just writing. And it says, he says, for the sake of your promise and according to your will, you've done these things. When God makes a promise, he never fails to deliver. When God has a plan, it never fails to be accomplished. And I've actually had this conversation with very uh, influential people. <laughs> Just leave it there. And uh, it's like, well, he didn't know that Adam and Eve were going to sin. It's like, yeah, that's why Jesus was slain from the foundation of the earth. So, of course, he knew that. <laughs> that's what the scripture says in Revelation. So, of course, he knew they were going to do that. That's part of being omniscient. And so, the, the question is, well, why would he allow it? And it's like man had that opportunity to choose. God just happened to know what he's going to choose, made the plan, put the plan in place, blah, 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 blah. Here's what David is acknowledging. 
everything happens according to the promise of God and according to the plan of God. And if the Lord has made a genuine promise to you, and I'm not talking about a crackerjack promise. So a crackerjack promise is you saying God promised it to me, but he never really did. Okay, that's fake. Okay, but if God made a real promise like he did to Abraham, God has never failed on one single promise ever. And if God's fulfilling a plan or a purpose, it's going to get fulfilled. I, I don't want to be a downer in this, but I want to say this very carefully. God told David when he had sinned, uh, having Uriah the Hittite killed, he said, you know, somebody's going to sleep with your wives, and it's going to be what you've done in secret, I'm going to do openly. That happened, uh, let's see, two, four, seven, nine, four, uh, four and seven, 11 years later with Absalom, when Absalom slept on the roof with his, with his uh, uh, concubines. It's like God did exactly what he said he was going to do. His plan was fulfilled. The punishment was put in place. That never changes. His plan gets accomplished. His purposes get accomplished, and his promises are fulfilled. And if God has made a promise to you, it is solid, and it is true, and it will never change. And one of the promises that has been made to us is that the Lord will be with us always. And instead of thinking like, well, okay, well, occasionally. No, he will be with us always. And Jesus said to the end of the ages, and which is like, okay, there's no time limit. It is never going to stop about him being with you. And then David says, how great you are. There's nobody like you. There's nobody like you, Lord. This entire portion is this big praise. And David getting it. Now, I'm a mess, but I'm your mess, and it's your plan, and it's your promise, and it's awesome, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Get it? Okay. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're, they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. 
One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at him from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. And you think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. Do this, do this. And somewhere in there, do me a favor and every once in a while kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And That, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM. Amen, 770, the truth station here in Texas, where when you're listening, it will help you. All right, here we go. Here's your trivia question. Let's see if you can get this one. We're actually not going to play the horn on this one. This should be a straightforward one. Which young boy said to a frightened king, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Now, of course, it's a younger boy, so uh, the the voice might have been a little different, more like this. Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Well, I'm just saying because he was younger. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Do you think you know the answer? You can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David. At he must increase.org. We do have a follow up. Al just, Al just popped in, and I just want to say, Al, we had such a great trivia question. You would have loved it because the answer was Peter. Uh, uh, yesterday we did a financial. Oh, somebody's calling in, so we'll get that. So, yesterday we did a financial. Uh, take on Psalm 23. So you remember, I, I spent quite a bit of time making sure you understood this is not the actual take. This is a humorous take. I have another humorous take on uh, Psalm 23. It's a student's psalm. Okay? So it's a student psalm that, that we're, I'm going to be reading from. Ready? All right. It's a student's psalm. Here we go. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not flunk. He keepeth me from lying down when I should be studying. He leadeth me besides the water cooler for a study break. 
He restores my faith in study guides. He leads me to better study habits for my grade's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of borderline grades, I will not have a nervous breakdown. For thou art with me. My prayers and my friends, they comfort me. Thou givest me the answers in moments of blankness. Thou anointest my head with understanding. My test paper runneth over with questions I recognize. Surely passing grades and flying colors shall follow me all the days of my examinations, and I shall not dwell in this university forever. Amen. <laughs> you like that one? That's pretty good. That's not too bad. All right, and I'll give you one <laughs> give you one more later. That's kind of got a little uh, kick to it. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How you doing? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing fantastic. All right. When I repeat this question, I'm not going to do the younger voice because I, <laughs> I don't want people to cry. So here's the <laughs> trivia question. Which young boy said to a frightened king, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Um, I think it was King David. That is correct. It was David. And we'll make that one thing is he was he didn't get wasn't king yet, but it was King David oh, who said right. it. That's good. That's right. That's, that's you knew exactly what you were talking about, and you did a hundred percent excellent. So I want to say great job on that. Very cool. Good. All right. Well, y'all have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Bye-bye. All right. All right, let's get back to the text. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to pick it back up and just walk it through. I want you to just follow the things that we're saying. Uh, nothing new. This is just a portion that was in my devotions. It was like, uh, I don't know, it was like, I can't remember if it was like two, three, four, five weeks ago, something like that, But because uh, it's escaping me right now. But let's just go through it from 2 Samuel 7, 17. So Nathan went back to David and told him everything the Lord had said. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and prayed. So it's okay to sit down when you pray. That's fine. Uh, who am I, O sovereign Lord, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? And now, sovereign Lord, in addition to everything else, you speak of giving me a lasting dynasty. Do you deal with everyone this way, O sovereign Lord? What more can I say? You know what I'm really like, sovereign Lord. For the sake of your promise and according to your will, you have done all these great things and have shown them to me. How great you are, O sovereign Lord. There's no one like you. There is no other God. We have never even heard of another God like you. What other nation on earth is like Israel? What other nation, O God, have you redeemed from slavery to be your own people? You made a great name for yourself when you rescued your people from Egypt. You performed awesome miracles and drove out the nations and the gods that stood in their way. You made Israel your people forever, and you, O Lord, became their God. Woo! That is some serious stuff right there. Listen to what he says. We have never even heard of another God like you. What does that mean? That means that every other God that's ever been in existence from the very beginning, and I'm, by saying that, I'm talking about false gods, is every other God, 
is either a dictator or is either this like old grandpa in a chair going, kids will be kids, don't worry about it. And it's like none of that stuff is realistic. God is engaged with his people on a regular daily basis knowing everything that takes place in their lives. There is nobody and nothing like you have gods in different religions right now. Their god is a taskmaster. It's like wrong. And their, their God is like, has no standards. Wrong. Our God is about this continual communion. And in this text, it is identified to be true because God says, in through the Holy Spirit, by this writing of David, that you your name will be honored forever. But he says this. He says, Lord, they will be your people forever. The whole point about this whole thing is that what we lost in the garden, remember, Adam and Eve in the garden, whoops, sinned, lost the fellowship. What Jesus came to do is restore that which was lost in the garden, which is why there's a garden in the beginning of the Bible, a garden in the middle of the Bible where Jesus at the, was in the garden, and then uh, there's a garden at the end of Scripture should tell you God is trying to get us back to the garden so we can hang out with him, be in fellowship with him. God took a people from slavery. So all those people, they're like, oh, God supports slavery. You, it's like you, it's the, the amount of lack of recognition and study is outstanding. As God choosing the people to be his people as a witness to all of humanity pulled Israel out of slavery and said, these are my people. Took the slaves and said, mine. What a testimony. You think, well, what about all the dumb things everybody's done after that? Do you know how many times I can say that about every single issue ever? <laughs> what about all the dumb things people have done after that? We're talking about God. We're not talking about man. And God is so redeeming and so full of grace and so full of mercy. And the whole purpose of this whole effort is for us to hang out with him. And that's why David goes, We've there's no God, no, nobody like you. There's nobody like you here. Nobody. There's no other nation that's been redeemed from slavery to be your own people. What a great name you've made for yourself. What do you mean you made a great name? He took the waters and split them so that Israel walked on dry land. Not mud, not low tide. Dry. What does dry mean? Dry, like when you overcook a steak. Dry. You guys <laughs> know what it is. They weren't little kids walking on mud, right? Could you imagine like a five-year-old trying to walk across the, 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 the bottom of a sea and it's muddy? Oh, good luck. That'd be about three years, right? So it's like dry, walk, go. And God did miraculous things for the people to be blessed and for him to identify, I'm with you, I stand by you. And still today, in your life and in my life, which is why we can read this text and go, love it. I totally get this. I totally identify with this. God has brought us out of slavery. He has a relationship with us that, that nobody can even define, no other religion can even speak of. And he does these miraculous things for us to understand how awesome he is towards us, and we are his people forever. You know how long forever is? Long. <laughs> how long? Long. Longer than this 80, 90, 100 years. Okay? Get it? All right. Isn't that great? It's just like such a good portion. Like, oh, my goodness. 
All from one prayer. Think of that. That's just powerful. All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready, because the big part is almost here. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship amongst other people can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is, of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, we are getting ready to do 
the very next trivia question. Who said to Elijah? No, sorry. I did that wrong. I apologize. Who said to Elisha? Who said to Elisha? When I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. So somebody that was worshiping at a different uh, temple, helping his uh, boss, uh, would bow down. And uh, Joanne and Cordelia striking first. Who said to Elisha, when I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. I'll give you one hint. Ready? Think leprosy. There you go. That's a good hint, right? If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. We'll send you up to the website here and want you to just, just be aware that there is the opportunity to give on the website. We don't give you anything like, you can win a new car. No, you can't. Not from this, anyway. Uh, but we will give you a tax deductible receipt, and you will be helping us advance the kingdom of God, and that is more important than our own little agendas. I would think it is, anyway. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Yeah, that, that, that's good. And then also consider being an ambassador. We love that. We would love to have you on board. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. That was it? Okay. I, I say 42. That's the what I got out of that one. Since the lotto number is supposed to come out of the sound effects, that's a 42. What do you got? 13. Okay. <laughs> Uh, just as good as anything else, right? All right. Uh, the trivia question. People are like, what? Trivia question. Who said to Elisha, when I bow down in the temple of Ramon, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. This person was a powerful, powerful soldier, and all you got to do is think leprosy. Old Testament. Well, who might that be? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we will do our history. Let's go All right, so this is one of the most important historical days of all time. <laughs> no, you guys think I'm kidding. No, 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 no. Number one, it's Hammock Day. That's good. I mean, that's fine. Uh, number two, it's National Hot Dog Day, right? Is that bad? Or do we have that already? I always think we've said them like nine times. Or I don't care about any of that stuff. It's... Spoonerism Day, for real. William Archibald Spooner was born on today's date in 1844. He studied at Oxford University and went on to lecture there for 60 years, focusing on philosophy, divinity, and history. He also was an Anglican priest. Uh, he was of small stature and had bad eyesight and sometimes absent-minded, but also had a very strong intellect. Because of his intellect, his speech 
often did not keep up with his thought process. That, along with his bad eyesight, contributed to him to often saying phrases that were different than the ones he intended. For example, with the slip of the tongue, which became known as spoonerisms. The initial consonant sound in some words are reversed. One of his most famous uh, incidences of this happening is when he said, it is kistamary to cuss the bride. (laughs) See how funny that is? It is kistamary to cuss the bride, which he apparently said while performing a wedding ceremony for a couple. Instead of let me show you to your seat, he would say, let me sew you to your sheet. <laughs> it's a spooner. How great is that? All right. And then, isn't that like the great? It's spoonerism day. And then, uh, that's not interesting. Uh, that's not interesting. Uh, 1933, Willie Post became the first person to fly solo around the world. That's interesting. I like that. Okay. Let us uh, take the phone call because I think we have somebody who's ready to answer the trivia question. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, Brother David, this is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? Feeling good today. Uh, everything's good Good shape. Everything seems where it belongs. <laughs> Amen, brother. And we are praying for you every day. Every day Believe we me. are just... No, I need it, brother. I, I really do need it. And, uh, I'm not going to complain, but I'm just going to trust that prayers are reaching heaven's door and uh, going through and being answered. Amen, brother. Amen. And I love your faith, and I believe the Lord will touch you in powerful, powerful way for a testimony. That's what I'm praying for every time, Lord. Okay? All right. So we uh, love you in the Lord. You know that. All right. Here you go. This is a toughie for some people. That's why I had to give so many hints. I'm just saying. Uh, Who said to Elisha, when I bow down in the temple of Ramon, may the Lord forgive your servant for this? Who said that? Uh, is that Naaman? That is correct, sir! You are right. That was Naaman, and he was—he had leprosy. And so what he's saying is, look, I recognize God is God. In my position, I have to, I have to kneel down when my master goes into the temple. May the Lord forgive me. And you know what Elisha, <laughs> Elisha said? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I was like, okay, done. Yeah. <laughs> you see the real God at work. Yeah. I mean, that's—see, because the Lord knows what people are doing. He knows what's going on when that takes place. And that's what's critical is people forget that yep. God is aware. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I've been pushing lately. Well, you know, our brains made of neurons and stuff, and and Yahweh's a spirit. So, I mean, we he knows. That's how he knows all of us. He knows everything we think or do. I mean, he's connected like a computer in heaven. But he just he knows. I mean, you can't escape. That's what the Bible says. You can't you can't go to hell down the lowest hell. He's not going. He's not. You know, he can't find him there. But I mean, you God is just everywhere and anywhere, and we just have to put our trust in him. Amen. Uh, Amen. And he's never he's never he's never losing our little our little uh uh disc. He's never losing our file. Oh what what I do with that file? Uh oh, I lost it, you know. He never does that. <laughs> yeah. Amen, yeah. You just can't hide from him. That's what people gotta realize, you know, and when they're doing bad things, whether I mean, you know, whatever uh, things yeah, whatever they're doing in secret, it's not secret, so Exactly. Uh, exactly yeah. correct. Yeah. Exactly. But I enjoy, I enjoy. I've been off and on with your program this week. I don't know why. Just the timing has been off. So um, I miss, missed a lot. And I, I love all the people that come on the program. I, again, I wish we could just convene together one day um, before we all 
leave this old world and Mary especially and all the rest of them, you know, the hell is so many of the names. So yeah. anyway, I love all of them because they all have a, there's a spirit, like you said before, it's a good spirit connecting uh, your family and your fellowship right here. So anyway. Amen, the brother. Been. They're great. Everybody's great. It's just like great people. That's really what yeah. it is. It's just great people. So true. Yeah. So yeah. true. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, and uh, uh, bless you and Chris both with good health and wealth in Jesus' blood and name. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, buddy. Thank you, sir. All right. Fantastic, Brother Ace. Who does not love that guy? He's just so great. All right. All right, let's get back to our text because we need to get to the text because we're doing the text. I want to make sure you get this because I want you to see this build up. So I'll, I'll read it. I'm actually going to pick this up from the How Great You Are, Sovereign Lord, because this next section, this is, this is, you, we haven't even gotten there yet. That's what's so amazing. Okay, he says this How great you are. This is Second uh, Samuel 7 22. How great you are, O Sovereign Lord. There is no one like you, there is no other God. We have never even heard of another God like you? What other nation on earth is like Israel? What other nation, O oh God, have you redeemed from slavery to be your own people? You made a great name for yourself when you rescued your people from Egypt. You performed awesome miracles and drove out the nations and gods that stood in their way, and you made Israel your people forever, and you, O oh Lord, became their God. Now, verse 25. Ready? And now, O oh Lord... Do as you have promised concerning me and my family. Confirm it as a promise that will last forever. And may your name be honored forever so that all the world will say the Lord Almighty is God over Israel. And may the dynasty of your servant David be established in your presence. O Lord Almighty, God of Israel, I have been bold enough to pray this prayer because you have revealed you will build a house for me, an eternal dynasty. For you are God, O sovereign Lord. Your words are truth. <laughs> Just, ah! Okay. First and foremost, do as you have promised, Lord. Confirm it. So everybody that thinks, well, you can't ask God for confirmation, you better tell King David. Because he was like, yeah, you made this promise. I just confirmed that promise. Awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not trying to confirm that God is God. You're confirming that you're hearing right. That's kind of like the fleecing thing we talked about. There's, it's not signs and wonders you're seeking. You're seeking affirmation for the direction you're going, confirmation for the things the Lord is sharing with you, not for his existence or his or, or the Messiahship of Christ. So separate those because that the way they've commingled that in, in uh, many church teachings teachings and seminary teachings is is straight out incorrect, okay? And then he says this. He says, may your name be honored forever. I want to say this because you need to understand this and I need to understand this. All this stuff that we go through is fantastic for us, but it should point to the Lord. We get the benefit of the grace and the goodness and the mercy and the kindness of God, but we ought to be pointing to the Lord. This is so that his name can be honored, so that other people who hear his name will call upon his name. And in David praying, I want you to see how, I want you to see something you might not have seen before. Here's one of those little catches, okay? He says, O Lord Almighty, God of Israel, I have been bold enough to pray this prayer. Just, he's talking to God, and it's not, he's not reciting He's not 
writing. He's not reading from a script. He he says to God in the most most fantastic honesty, the most authentic revelation of himself. Yeah, I've been pretty arrogant to pray this. <laughs> it's like he's telling him, I've been bold. We we wouldn't say arrogant. I would say arrogant, but that bold word, you know, it's, we're always kinder when we interpret. But I've been bold enough to pray this. I can't believe I'm praying this. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this attitude. He tells him, I've been bold enough to pray this. You know, because you revealed you are going to do this, so therefore I'm, I'm going for it. That's something God loves. He's talking to God in these sweeping, you're fantastic, you're great. And he tells him, I'm just, I'm just daring enough to do this. I'm going to believe you and step in faith and see what happens. It's the greatest revelation because he's making it, he's con- communicating with God exactly what he's feeling when he's praying, I'm just bold enough to say this. <laughs> it's like, wow. And it's in the prayer, and it's recorded for us to know. And then he says this one last thing, and I'm, we're going to break because I don't want to go all the way, but this thing will blow your mind. Uh, John 17, 17, sanctify them in thy truth, thy word is truth. And people will go, oh, that's the only place the Bible says the word is truth. Here's what David says, <clears throat> verse 28. He says, for you, O God, O sovereign Lord, for you are God, O sovereign Lord, your words are truth. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Another John 17, 17 reference. Sanctify them in thy truth. Your word is truth. And here he says, your words are truth. Here is another spot in scripture where it's defined that what the truth is, is the word of God. God created the universe, the dude can write a book. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. So we we chatted uh, about it on the phone, and it turned out that he had a pastor who used to be his pastor reach out to him and say, the Lord put you on my heart. You know, I want to know what's going on in your life. He had another person say, hey, if you got this situation, let me know. He was talking to me. He was talking to somebody else. And it was like he had like four sources of support. And didn't even realize that what he was seeing was the circumstance, which we all do. And and when we pulled it back and looked at it, he's like, yeah, there's like four different places he was getting support from. And it's like, that's amazing. But see, that's not that amazing in the context of just what Peter and John said when they went into the temple. Children, you men of Israel, why does this miracle surprise you? Why does it even surprise us? God does so many things to reach to us and to speak to us. He is never, let me just say this, he is never absent from your tragedy. He is never disappeared from your circumstance. It's never happened. Long before you said yes, 
God said yes to you. Just just think about the level of that, the commitment that would take. That means that God looked at my life and in spite of my <laughs> in spite of my insanities said, "Yeah, we'll take him." Is that amazing? Think about how amazing that is. And so I was, uh, somebody had sent me a video about somebody who had a, an experience in heaven. And I was like, well, you know, I, I like some of those, but some of those are kind of weird and squirrely and da 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 da. And then it, the Lord was reminding me about my own dream that I had about making it in heaven where God had the king had his arm around me and he's showing me different things in my life. And here's what you accepted, my son. Let me tell you something God will reach you and touch you and speak to you. The biggest question for all of us is, are we listening? Do you remember what happened when uh, the Lord spoke over Jesus, uh, the Father spoke from heaven over Jesus, and the Bible says that the people thought that it thundered? But it didn't thunder. God spoke. See what? See that right there? That, that right there. Yeah. Because what we do is we think what thundered, but it's God speaking. The biggest question is, are we listening? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our very last trivia question. You better be fast because I've got a lot of stuff to cover. True or false? Oh, you better play the horn. 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 True or false? Adam said to Eve, you will not surely die. True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must org. True or false? I have a bonus joke for you. That's right. <laughs> I have a bonus joke for you. Ready? Oh. It's a good one. Ready? Okay. A couple of weeks after hearing a sermon on Psalm 51, verse 2 through 4, about knowing hidden secrets, a man wrote the following letter to the IRS. I have been unable to sleep knowing that I have cheated on my income tax. I understand my tax. I understated my taxable income and have enclosed a check for $150. If I still can't sleep, I will send you the rest. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I still can't sleep. I will send you the <laughs> Come on, people. That's funny. Uh, true or false, Adam said to Eve, you will not surely die. Is that true or false? Think you know the answer? 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. It is right here at this point that we will remind people that we are doing the best we can, and for those that don't like any of the things that we are doing, we have this sound clip to play for you. Uh, that I think will fit right in this uh, spot. We are calling people that don't like things, uh, and I really complain a lot. We're calling them Brian. Okay, let's go ahead. Then Brian comes in, and I change up the tempo. Brian comes in, and he changes the song. 
looking at me, but he's gonna learn pretty fast that he's wrong. Hey, Brian, why are you bringing me down, man? Why are you bringing me down? Don't bring me down! All right, there you go. <laughs> Something you will never hear on any other live Christian radio show for the rest of your life. No matter what happens, I promise you that is original right there. Uh, again, the trivia question. <laughs> True or false, Adam said to Eve, you will not surely die. Although that would have been weird if he said it like that, right? All right. Let's do the rest of this text. Just it's just is this text lights out everything about this. You can just I can do another hour on this, but we, I don't have time. All right, going back to the text, Second Samuel chapter seven. I'm going to pick it back up from uh, verse 25 of Second Samuel seven, where David says this. And now, O Lord God, do as you have promised concerning me and my family. Confirm it as promised that you will, as you have promised that it will last forever. And may your name be honored so that all the world will say the Lord God Almighty is over, over Israel. And may the dynasty of your servant David be established in your presence. O Lord Almighty, God of Israel, I have been bold enough to pray this prayer because you have revealed that you will build a house for me, an eternal dynasty. For you, O God, O sovereign Lord, from for you, O oh God, O oh Sovereign Lord, your words are truth, and you have promised these good things to me, your servant. Now watch this. This is so cool. <clears throat> and now may it please you to bless me. Okay, this is good, right? And may it please you to bless me and my family so that our dynasty may continue forever before you. For when you grant a blessing to your servant, O sovereign Lord, it is an eternal blessing. Oh, man, I love this stuff. I'm driving down a road in, in from Arizona going to Kansas City. I'm going from Flagstaff to Kansas City. I'm on the road. I'm talking to the Lord. I'm having this great, great interaction, and uh, I'm just trying to understand certain things in the kingdom of God, and uh, and I'm talking about you know things that I've laid up before Him and treasures, and just having this conversation, and uh, you know I just hope it's eternal. I hope it has eternal value, and da 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 da. And the Lord speaks to me and just makes it as clear as can be. I'm not going to use like "Ooh, God spoke and everything broke open." No, it's just this conversation where I just got this deep impression, and uh, what He shared with me is that I'm an eternal work. And I was like, huh. You have to, so you, you have to think about I'm an I'm not just a work right now, but in God's economy, I'm an eternal work. I'm going to live forever. I understand people don't believe that. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'd rather be me than them. How about that? Uh, so uh, it's like, I'm, I'm going to live forever. I'm an eternal work. And so is everybody who names the name of Jesus Christ. You're an eternal work. Oh, this side, it's kind of yucky. And it doesn't look that great. But it will. And you will. And it will be. And so you look at what David is saying. I just Our time is you know much more restricted, so i got to kind of finish up fast. But the bottom line of what he's saying is this. It's, he's saying, may it please you to bless me. You get to actually say that to God. You should pray that in your next prayer. 
May it please you to bless me, as mentioned in 2 Samuel 7. <laughs> Say it! So that our dynasty may continue forever before you. For when you grant a blessing to your servant, O Lord, it's an eternal blessing. Bless me, Lord. It's going to last forever. Why? Because every work of God lasts forever. And you are a work of God. And when he blesses you, it will never be forgotten. It's eternalized. It's just like, oh, my goodness, you're kidding, right? And that's why you're a work of God and you're eternalized. It's just like, oh, that's just too hot. That's just unbelievable. So your words are, and you go through these things, and I'll just, I'll just do a quick summary. So, prophet told David everything, including that he was wrong. David sat down to pray. Who am I? You brought me this far. I didn't deserve it. Is this how nice you are to everyone? I know what I'm really like. Ouch. God does great things because he promised to. Uh, there's nobody like you, God. This shows that God thinks, uh, that when he says, I brought people out of slavery, that God thinks of slavery, what? God thinks of slavery in a broader sense. Names and miracles are, are, and, and his love for his people are forever. He confirms his promise. David was bold enough to, to make the prayer. His word is truth. And then he says, and bless me. And I mean, bless me. Let it be a pl pleasurable. Let it please you to bless me. And you know what it says in Luke chapter 12, verse 32? It's the Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Uh-oh. There's a New Testament connection. That's right. And that blessing is eternal. I mean, how cool is that? That's the greatness of God. That's one prayer. And we're just all we did is dissect it a little. And what we need to be aware of is that the influence of the Holy Spirit is trying to penetrate into the hardness of our heart. If you're not there, soften your heart before the Lord. That's the best you can do. All right, we are out of time, so I'm just going to have to read that. Somebody called in, but we're just out of time. I'm so sorry about that. But the answer to the trivia question, true or false, Adam said to Eve, you will not surely die. That is false. Adam did not say that. It was the enemy who said that. And remember, the enemy is a liar. And remember, the enemy is the father of lies. So when you hear lies, you know where it comes from. Not that hard. All right. We'll take our break. We will be back in a couple of days. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 70-and-a-half-hour break, and then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.